Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange, stories by leaders for leaders to help you to raise the bar on your own performance and to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's episode. Well, hello everyone, it's Hugh Ballou. Here we are back with uh, this week's episode of the Nonprofit Exchange. And as you've come to appreciate and expect and anticipate, every week is new stuff. Even if we've had the topic before, it's really new information and new insights. So our, our list of presenters represents a lot of different walks of life, a lot of different disciplines, a lot of different perspectives. Therefore, there's a lot of things to learn from each of us. So today's guest is no exception. The one is, Bobby, tell us about yourself, including where you're coming in from today for this, this show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Hugh. Welcome, everyone. I am so super excited. Well, I am coming from you to you all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> we are the gateway to the West. So yes, I am right here in St. Louis, Missouri. My uh, background is education. So I come from a lineage of educators. Um, and so on that path to education, I uh, started, let's see, I, oh my goodness, I graduated, wow, way, way back in the 1990s. And um, my parents and all of my family are still educators, right? I decided to only do it for a short while. And of course that I am the disruptor, right? So I, I come into the family, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm gonna be doing something else. This no longer serves me. So it's time for me to shift and do something different. And I had to have that confidence piece that is inside of me to step outside of what's normal for my family. For me, it wasn't normal. So my background is in education. And then I started in entrepreneurship one day in the classroom. Uh, I was teaching fourth grade. It was a very rainy day. And Elizabeth was in the room. And um, she does not like storms or rain. It really gives her a lot of anxiety. Well, Hayden decided to tease her about it. And here they go back and forth and I'm on the chalkboard. Well, all of this commotion came about and I got to the point where in my spirit, I said, I'm done. I turned around, looked at the class and said, I'm done. When I said that, they all kind of went back when they went back, Elizabeth said, I'm done too, take me home. And I'm like, you know, I'm going home too. But at that moment in space and time and dimension, I knew that it was time for me to make a shift in my career. And that's in 2000, that was in 2008. And I started a coaching school and started entrepreneurship. Started entrepreneurship. Oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you, Hugh, when I did that, I really found my passion. And um, it takes some grounding and some sitting down and really figuring out what it is that you want to do. And you don't know right off the bat, but I knew I had a passion for animals. So 
In hindsight, my first business that I ever did was an alpaca business. Alpaca? Alpaca. Alpaca me, alpaca you? <laughs> yeah. So an alpaca is in the llama family. Um, they're just uh, a beautiful animal that you don't bite. They only spit and they're about four feet tall. And so you breed them with the best. So it's all about breeding and in their fiber. So you're looking for the dense, the fine, and the fiber. Yes. So when you touch an alpaca garment, it's very, very soft. Now, it's oh, yes. technically wool, isn't it? No. no. It's wool, not. No, but um, it might be in that family, but it's it's not because it's very soft and fine and very dense. And you're looking for a pattern. So I used to go, I used to show my alpacas and go to shows and they would open up the coat and they would look to see how and fine it is. So wool is a lot more uh, rough and, uh, you know, itchy. itchy. This is yeah, pretty itchy. itchy. Oh, look at that. Look at you. Scottish wool. So you were a woman entrepreneur. Yes. You're talking about women and confidence in, in your life now, right? Yes. Yes. And so I empower women to have that confidence. And sometimes we as women, we fall behind it in that piece. And that's where that gap is. You know, confidence to ask for the sale, confidence to hire a coach, confidence to walk in a room where there is many high power men and you walk into that room and you own the room. So confidence is that piece inside of us that lets us know 100% we are on point and we know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 It comes through our communication. It comes through our, what we look like, our image. It comes through when we talk and speak, everything speaks, everything matters. And your brilliance shines as soon as you come into the room, as soon as people see you, you are the confidence piece. Well, we've we've lived under this false image of equality. Mm. And I think, well, why should women who bring a whole new set of skills and talents and vision and and maybe all of them are better than what the old white guys used to do, you know? <laughs> so so pardon me for saying that, but but men have dominated. I don't care where you came yeah. from, but but um, and I joked about our fragile male ego, but it is it is that. And, you know, you come into a place that's marginal at best because it's a male-dominated culture. Yeah. So there's no reason women should think about dumbing down to be equal with that. So it's it's equity. It's it's how do you show up being fully present, which was what you just said. You're fully present with your gifts and talents. So what, there's a, there's a, a real glass ceiling. There's a real, um, um, barrier in the in the in the workplace there's also a perceived barrier on both sides so from and, and what you're saying um you know i wouldn't want to get in your way because you're you're just very very on it and you're you're you know I'm, I'm, my wife is the same way if she's got an idea 
she's going with it because she's yeah. got to, she's going to do it because it's a calling for her and then somehow she gets the confidence to do it along the way. So talk about I me. Mean, you were bold because you chose to be bold. Yeah. So what what is holding women back that's perceived? And we, we kind of talk about what's what's real out there, but yeah. there's real and there's perceived. So how do we we lower the burden that we bring to the table? So first is when I work with my clients and as I'm speaking to this live audience, no what you want. And you say, well, I'm not sure what I want. That's what I help you draw out. Because once you know what you want, then you're going to look for the results. Because in hindsight, we really don't get what we want. We get what we believe. Okay. So what do you believe to be true is your want. I got to, I have to get you there. So think about that. Uh, you know, when I do speak with people, there they always tell me, "I really don't know what I want." Hmm. Okay. So I dig real deep to find out what is the belief behind that. You see, as an educator, all I saw my entire life were teachers. That's that's it. But I knew that I wanted something else. And I did not know what it was. However, I kept by faith and I just kept doing things till I found my want. But I knew I had to get out of education, out of the four, you know, the four walls of a classroom, do something that was um, quite fearful, but I'm going to do it. I didn't care what everyone around me would say. Uh, you you got to be a disruptor. You just, you just got to do it find that want and that's your purpose okay and when we get to that purpose then we're going to take action so those are my three plain I do everything in three steps because it's simple I'm an educator it's my gift and I do everything with simplicity well that's awesome so say those three again those are worth noting <laughs> it's results Results, purpose, action. Those three steps will take you to your want, to your desire, and to the action piece, which is what's going to get you moving. Yay. Yay. Um, so what is confidence? I mean, you, you, you talk about confidence. Let's mm -hmm. put it in perspective. How do you see confidence? Define that for us. Mm -hmm. So confidence you are confident. Now, when I see yourself and you don't feel confident, you feel it too. You feel it too. So confidence is a piece of energy or you are energy that leads us to knowing 100% that you got this. Okay. I say that very loosely and very simple because Really, when you define confidence, it builds up to faith. And if you're not sure what that faith is, it's the substance of things hoped for, but you can't see it, right? So when you walk into the room, you 100% know that you got this. Those three words, you have this. At any situation. Yeah. It shows 
It shows in your walk. Confidence is in your communication. Confidence is in your relationships. I'm confident that I'm speaking to you right now. So it's a vast array of everything, okay? You know, we almost have to repeat some of those fundamental words on a regular basis because we, I know from my standpoint, I manufacture things that aren't real. Mm. And so I should be confident, but I see barriers. I think Henry Ford is the one that said the obstacles are what you see when you take your eyes off your goal. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, so um, a lot of people struggle with this, you know, if, no matter who they are. And um, part of what I'm, I'm seeing is we have the old guard that had control over things and they could hire their, their mediocrity under, you know, being pompous and authoritarian. Mm. But, but you've got new people coming in. We're talking about women in the workforce who are confident, who are skilled, who are going to disrupt the status quo because they, well, wait a minute, we got some ideas that might work. And, right. and so, um, so talk about um, how, how corporate America struggles with this. And this not only is in corporate America, but it's in nonprofit corporate America as well. So that, that whole, that's the gap. That's, that's the gap where when we do walk in the room and we're, like you said, we're very highly skilled. We have every P crossed, I got it. And when men see that, it becomes an inferior piece, right? And what I, and I've worked with women that have said that, uh, men will look at them and not snarl, but they know intuitively that they're not listening to them. That's the gap. And so how do we close that gap? It's communication. Having a communication, it all starts with relationship building and communication so that the male, that ego can come down. We don't have to dumb ourselves down, but we do have to power up as women, let them know, hey, we can work together. This is not a power struggle, but it's so much so in the corporate world where closing that gap with communication is key. So... I, and I have experienced the the um, challenge, not only with the old guard males, but with females mm -hmm. um, who resent. So, for instance, I worked in a mega church where four of the twelve pastors were women, hired by a male senior pastor, and women in the congregation were, were the worst critics of those women clergy. So, they, it's a systemic thing as mm -hmm. well as a people thing, isn't it? Absolutely. And so when you said that I, I had the picture of um, women in power, and then on another board, you have women in power. So that's, a, that's another gap. What do we do here? What, what do we do here? So this, this goes really, really deep into mindset of this is the way it's done. This is the way it's always should be done. And this is the way I'm going to do it. And we have to change that trajectory for 2021 and find new ideas, close the gap and everyone come together. 
I'm seeing a lot more nonprofits mm-hmm. that are led by founded as well as led by women. Some some are women founders, and some are just women who've been come into one that's already been founded. But yeah. nevertheless, there are there are women at the helm of this ship, guiding the process forward. And I think it's a good day for women's leadership in that sector, especially if you're a founder, because you can start out fresh. But mm-hmm. not all women are able to start fresh. You've got to come into something. So how um, now? You talked about power. I'm wondering if it's more about influence than it is power, that we can we can influence people more than we can have power over them. What do you think? 100%. So let's take the power piece out because power is the hidden piece that no one really sees. They just, it's there. Influence, that is the biggest part. That is where you become the disruptor because of the influence. Women have a lot of influence. And when we speak, it even makes it more come to fruition because of the power that we have. So yes, it is first the influence and then out comes the power. You see that because I have noticed that in my walk and who I am with and in my church, it's it's um it's a time that we're living to rethink some mm. of the systems. We people are wanting to go back to normal, but that's no, there's no normal. So how do we rethink some of the systems? That's good. That's good. So when you talk about rethinking some of the things, that's very strategic. You're right. We can't do things like we used to do it. 2021. Uh, let's go back to 2020. 2020 changed. And 2021, now we can look back and say, things will never be the same. Uh, And because it is new, it is a new era that we have to, as women and as a culture, walk on and change the dynamic of what used to be. So I own a business. And when I first started the business, I came in and I had to change everything. I had to change the way it was was run because it just wasn't making any profit. But when I had to step in and make it profitable, I had to move, re- remove some people and bring in the new hires, young hires, people that were excited. So when we look at that path and that change, we have to make it happen. We may not know what it looks like, um, you know, but we know that it has to happen. We have at least two people watching this that are um, educators. They've started an educational uh, legacy international, his school, uh, worldwide school for young people. And then uh, yeah. there's a communications professor on here who is a philanthropist, taught about philanthropy, is a philanthropist. And, uh, is teaching uh, our younger generations about communication skills. So what is at the bottom of what you're talking about? I, I can imagine being in a room and Robbie Walls walks in. That changes the whole composure of the room. Just, be, <laughs> just because I mean, you have a powerful presence, but I would rather, we sometimes power gets kind of skewed in, in bad ways. I yeah, would yeah. rather say that you have the ability to influence people and to add energy into the room by your presence. Yes. 
Now, can others do the same thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, and that's, that's funny that you do ask that. Um, it's about your look. Okay. So when, when we talk about communication and when you step in the room, like you said, I am an influencer and it's my energy. Everything is energy, period. So when you walk in the room, you immediately light up the room. Not just me, but other people. So I have, uh, so it's my glasses. I love turquoise. It's my stone of power. It's my stone of protection. So I have something that I set myself apart. I don't want to look like the norm. I want to be different. That's just who I am because uh, being, you know, everyday mundane is boring. So I also have a friend who he has a mustache and it curls over. That's pretty memorable, right? So I like to, I like to have um, people just leave an impression that they remember me if, if it's anything you know anything that I wear anything that I do anything that I say I most definitely want to be impactful to my people everyone now that is what um um I tell nonprofit leaders is what we should be talking about is yeah. the impact, impact. That we have in people's lives that's yeah. so you go into a room and, and somebody is pushing back and they say Robbie, this isn't about you, which is right. It's not yes. about you, is it? It's not. And I love that because I have heard that. <laughs> this is not about, not, not to me directly, but I know it, you know, it, and I always say that this is when I'm speaking, this is not about me. I want to have interaction with you because it's not about me. And I'm a very good, one of my gifts is listening. I listen. So is so not about me and it's not about anyone it's about what i can do or say that will impact you to take action so you are a um, um class a transformer which helps me think about the quote from uh, richard Rohr, who writes an epistle that to my wife and i read every day and richard says transformed people transform people oh right so you're in the transformation business, aren't you? Yes. And here's one of my favorite quotes. I'm going to go behind that. And it is, you can get everything in life that you want if you help other people get what they want. God bless Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar, you got it. You got it. So it's, that takes me out of the picture. It completely removes me. And that's what I love because I don't think about me. I just, I am so passionate about helping people and um, seeing their journey. It is about the journey. No one else has your journey. You don't have my journey. Your journey is your journey. So it is just about that. And, and as a performer, I had to learn that. It ain't about you, Baloo. Right. You know go on stage. Uh, so in um, May of 2007, I was invited to be on the faculty of CEO space. And there were about 600 people in the audience, you know, the big screens and the cameras around. And um, I, I had then the uh, person who founded it put me on stage didn't realize I had spent 40 years with my back to the audience as a conductor. So uh -huh. here I am, I got to turn around, everybody's staring at you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I had to come up with a different shtick. So I wore my tuxedo and, you know, got people engaged by singing right off the bat. And so in a later year, so I had to get over being nervous because nervous was like lack of confidence. Well, blue, you know, the stuff. So a couple of years later, I had, I was on the schedule following none other than Les Brown. And if uh, Les Brown, he ignites the audience, they're on fire. And I made the mistake of being in the room and they're going on break. I go to get dressed in my tails and I'm thinking, oh my word, I'm in a heap of trouble. And then I'm tying my tie and I look in the mirror and I look at myself and I say, you're going to go out there and you're going to be Hugh Ballou. And it was the best I ever did. I didn't, you know, I'm not Les Brown. I can't do that. And people loved it. And that was the best. So it's getting over part of this confidence thing is making sure we don't think it's all about us, right? Absolutely. Once, when you take yourself out the picture, that's when the magic happens. That's when the magic happens because now you're not there. It's all the spirit. The Holy Spirit is just leading you. And that's what I do. When, when, when I come here, that's what I ask for. It's, it's not about me. I want to touch someone out there, have that confidence piece, and to know that you got this and everyone needs a coach to help them, accountability coach to just continue to pull them out of the mother grubs, get you back on your feet, and get you doing what makes you happy. Because your ultimate goal is your freedom. Whoa. And you're free by being who God created you to be. Yes. Uh, now, we can, uh, you can find Robbie at Robbie at Robbie Speaks is her email. R-O-B-B-I-E at RobbieSpeaks.com. And then you have a long website. So it's on the platform for wherever you get your podcast will be the right. Website for Robbie, and you can find out more about Robbie and what she does. So, what category of expert do you fall under? Are you a coach? You're a consultant? What are you? What? What? What is? People say, Robbie, what is your profession? How do you answer that? <laughs> well, I am in the space of coaching, uh, but I am literally an accountability person that will help you every, every step along the way. I also work with resilience, and that's a piece of confidence that I didn't mention um, that I want to throw out there because I actually have a free guide. It is a very educational guide that will guide you to resilience. And sometimes we need a little, we need, we need backbone. We need backbone as women. We need backbone all the time. So I have a free guide to resilience, and I'll give you the link to that, Hugh, to go out and just download it and enjoy it. It's very colorful. I've done a lot of work on it. Um, it's fabulous, I think. <laughs> and um, it, it was just inspired. It was inspired for me to do that. And um, I really enjoyed myself and go back and say, okay, okay, I got this too. Yeah. To say you enjoy yourself is probably an understatement. <laughs> well, you know, because we're not perfect. And so I have to, you know, when I am in my, I don't call it a diary, but I call it my daily one. It's actually on my phone and I walk into it and it says what I'm doing and how I'm feeling. Sometimes I got to go back because I need some, some backbone, you know, you, you need some resilience and that's a very big piece in confidence. So you work with, with women in leadership positions in mm -hmm. all, all kinds of organizations, correct? I do. I do. 
Yes. Now you talked about um, taking over an organization and having to change the staff to be able to change the financial picture. Now there's there's another uh, myth that we tell ourselves in the non well nonprofit leaders and clergy that um, we can't be focused on any money things. When in, in matter of fact, we do want to eat and we want, want to buy gas for our car and there's yeah. a necessary uh, revenue generation piece. It's the business of church or the business of the nonprofit that we tend to underestimate. So how do you speak to that piece of revenue in that tax exempt space? So uh, everything is based on where you see your ROI, okay? Um, and when you put your marketing dollars into something, you always want to look for that ROI, but does it solve a problem? Okay. Um, look for things that solve a problem. And when it solves the problem, that's where I want you to put your money into, put your money into the marketing piece, put your money and your heart and soul into making that happen, because that's where you're going to see your biggest return. Yes, there's a lot of things we tell ourselves in nonprofits that aren't true because that word nonprofit kind of puts us into scarcity thinking. So mm -hmm. what are some of the, the mental objectives that women in leadership need to think about reversing? Oh, good. That's a very good question. The first one is break down barriers, okay? Because the whole fear is that you think that you can't do what you know that you can, okay? And I say that backwards and then back and revert, uh, and then back forward because you know the answers. The answers are always inside of us, but we sometimes pull back and thinking that we can't solve that problem. But you're here to solve that problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that confidence piece that comes out. We're, we are afraid to make mistakes. And everyone, I am here to tell you, if you don't make the mistakes, you, 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 you can't grow, okay? You have to make the mistakes in order to grow. And when we are at that point where, okay, now I'm growing, you'll be comfortable by making mistakes. It's part of the journey. Wait, I've reframed those because I've now, accept the, the introduction as expert because I've made more mistakes than anybody else, which I've classified as learning opportunities. <laughs> exactly. Learning opportunities. Right. Yes. And that's, and that's why I have my podcast. My podcast is Bold Girl Biz. And it's about women that are in entrepreneurship that have taken these roles as CEOs, but they've made these mistakes along the way. And so the people that are listening are thinkers that say, I don't, I don't want to make this mistake or I don't want to get into that business because someone's going to sue me. Oh my goodness. I heard that so many times. And that is the fear that that's a barrier that you don't know enough about when you have business insurance and you're covered, but they don't know that. So uh, yeah, I work with that a lot. <laughs> So the reason we have a corporation is to give us liability protection if yes. we, you know, we do the safeguards. Um, and also, if we left the house in the morning, we're liable to get in trouble. So at some point, we need a platform to influence other people. Yes, yes, right. 
So it's Bold Girl B-I-Z. B-I-Z, that's right. Bold Girl Biz Podcast. Okay, and we can find it anywhere we get podcasts, right? Yes, it's on all the platforms. Or you can text BOLD, that's B-O-L-D, to 55312. And that will take you to my site and, and all the podcasts that I've been working on are right there on that platform. So just texting BOLD to 55312. And on the screen is my phone number. I'm very personable. I would love to talk with anyone. Any question, just take me up on it. You can actually get a free 15-minute strategy call. And uh, we'll talk. I love, I, I mean, I, it just, it, I'm just so passionate about helping people and women in particular. But the men are welcome as well. Well, thank you. It's very gracious. I think uh, <laughs> women, women helping women, bold girl biz, and yes. then you get uh, Robbie's virtual card. It's a Moby Pop card f- by sending a text to five five three one two. Yes, it's five digits five five three one two. You and got it. In the message part, put in B O L D, and then yes. you'll get a return text, and you hit on that link, and you'll have probably all of your contact information as well. Absolutely. Everything is right there. And you'll have their their uh, number so you can stay in touch with them when you got something important coming up. So um, uh, we will have this this uh, interview transcribed in 24 hours and you'll get the, some of the sound bites that uh, Robbie has given you today. And so Robbie, as uh, you've given us some really good things to think about today. Um, and confidence is some is a choice, really, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I think it, it is. Let's, let, let me go back. Let me think about that. Is it a choice? Yes, it is a choice that you have to believe in yourself that you have. So, yes. And God didn't create any junk. So, that's right. <laughs> in yourself. So, um, Robbie Walls, um, a lot of good stuff. Uh, you can find this at the, T-H-E, the nonprofit exchange.org is the link that'll take you to the summary page. And then you can look at all of the interviews. You can read the transcript. You can subscribe to the podcast, or you can watch the video that's been edited. So Robbie, as we're ending up here, um, what tip do you want to lead to leave the leaders, especially women leaders? Oh, let me see. Oh my goodness. I have so many tips, but I think the biggest tip that I want to leave is, is that um, remember that you can't fail. You can only get results. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing your your experience and your wisdom and your challenge with us today on the nonprofit exchange robbie walls and you can text 55312 with the word bold you'll be in touch b-o-l-d you'll be in touch with this bold woman (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm looking forward to it thank you so much hugh this has been a lot of synergy um so thank you so very much this is I I am just thrilled. My number is also on the screen, 314-277-3222. Feel free to text me. Say hi. Hi. Just say, what's up, Rob? I got you. We can talk. It says in the background, dream, I got this. Robbie, thank you. (laughs) 
inspiring <laughs> a lot of people today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you. Thank you for watching The Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.